Hi, I'm Eddie Saunders of the New Jersey Connection, and you're listening to Wimbo and Naturally Lively Drive Time Show on allflavorsradio.com. They got all the flavor. All the flavor. Keep it locked right here, and don't touch that dial. Please. They tried to bury me, but they didn't know I was a seed. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And a pleasant, pleasant good evening to you all here on allflavorsradio.com. I am natu- I am Wimbo 77. <laughs> I'm naturally Lily. <laughs> and yes, naturally Lily's on the other side of the table. How are you all doing out there, beautiful people? How are you today on the 13th of April? Uh, it was quite sunny and then a bit overcast, then sunny again, right? Mm, yeah, it's been... Um a weird a weird day today it's been warm cold mm. <laughs> warm cold and yeah just a bit all over the place I think. yeah but we got through it even though you know evenings that uh because we're returning back to the norms as they say mm. that we don't have as much energy i guess or we do have just as much energy but it's just more of a get it together get in the the studio yeah. and to really present the let's drive talk ta- talk let's drive time show on allflavorsradio.com how are you all doing out there beautiful chat room folk uh tune in folk as well as the facebook folk and instagram and all you silent listeners too how was your start end great great um set of music and shows over the start end with the the djs and we'll be hollowing you all out very very soon but starting off the show because we do have a fair amount to get through today mm-hmm. um it is national day today is national scrabble day Scrabble. Oh, Scrabble, I do love a bit yeah. of Scrabble. National Scrabble Day. <clears throat> it says, each year on National Scrabble Day, April 13th, recognises a game that's played around the world, originally named <clears throat> mm-hmm. Lexico. Lexico and then crisscross, crisscross words. Alfred Mosher, butts. He eventually settled for the name Scrabble. Is it because his name could like... It's basically an anagram of loads of other names. You think so? Tubbs. I see Stub. Yeah, Stub. Oh yeah. Her, she. Schumer. Schumer. (laughs) Fred. Yeah. See, there you go. We're playing Scrabble already. Love a bit of Scrabble here. (laughs) Love a bit of Scrabble. Yes, I I like to go for those triple words. What, the the W that's worth like 10 points? Yeah. Oh, no, not the W... Well, yeah, kind of. Is it the W or the Q? One of them. The Z is Z is quite a high score, isn't it? Yeah. On the Scrabble, so yes, we all <laughs> love a bit of Scrabble. And in two thousand and four, Scrabble was introduced or inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Oh wow! Mm, so it's a toy. It's not a toy. It's really a, a game, isn't it? When you think about it. Well, doesn't that mean one and the same thing? Toy game? I'm not sure. What would you say out there, beautiful people? Is a toy a game? Or is a game a toy? It depends. Is a game a toy a toy game? Because, I mean, it's more adults. Well, I guess they've got children's Scrabble, no, children junior play, Scrabble. No, children should play normal adult Scrabble. Yeah. Because if we want them to say the the complicated words like our word of the day, mm. then you get them to 
Okay. Yes. Cool. What the, is our word of the day, by the way? Taplesium. Okay. We'll get on to that shortly. <laughs> so think about that, guys. The word of the day, we're talking about National Scrabble Day. And our word of the day today is tapi- taplesium. All right, we'll give you the meaning of it in, in a moment. Yes, naturally, Lily. No, sorry, my computer has just decided it wants to do its own thing. Oh, dear, it's not updating, is it? I have to do mine. Every time I sit here, because I have one computer here that kind of drives everything, mm. and every week that update comes up, so I, I must sit down and do that at some point. Yes. Yeah, so National Scrabble Day. So how do we celebrate, or how do we observe National Scrabble Day then, Lily? <clears throat> so it says that... Oh, how to observe. Call your friends and play a game or two of Scrabble. Mix it up too. There are several ways to play the game if you want to change up things a bit. Mm -hmm. For example, if you're spending time alone, Scrabble Solitaire challenges you at your own game of words. Another version allows players to only play nouns. What's a noun? Does everyone know what a noun is? Is it doing word? No, noun is is a... title or a name oh, t- listen to that and i was teaching english for two years beautiful peeps <laughs> so the name was a doing word okay it's a title or a place right a like place. castle yeah, yeah yeah um so you can play only nouns mm-hmm. um but you earn points for playing nouns that are both a proper noun and an approved scrabble word oh so they have a scrabble so, dictionary then yeah they must do okay approved yeah. scrabble word Gosh, I might get into Scrabble. And I did not even know that you could actually play Scrabble on your own, but I guess you really yeah, think you about it, you can. Twist the board and... It's <laughs> a lonely place to be. Oh. <laughs> Mind you, you can, because I know Sam, um, Auntie Sam, she plays Scrabble, like, online, so there are Scrabble forums as well. Yeah, there are. You can play Scrabble, So yeah, but you have to wait for the other person to reply, though. That sometimes yeah. gets a bit long. Oh, but wow. it's quite fun. Yeah. It's quite yeah. fun, yeah. And I know she's very, very smart at that, those kind of games, yeah. um, Sam. So, yeah, hashtag National, National Scrabble Day. And you can pop that in your socials. You know, this it's one of the national days. It was also National Peach Cobbler Day. But I we don't really, really need to try a peach cobbler. Isn't it just like... It's uh, like like crum- a crumble? Kind of, but no. But is it a pie with a crumble? It's is like it- a mashup. A mashup? From, from the way I have read it and looked at the ingredients and how to bake it it's Ooh. like a mashup so you put the crumble mix in with the cobbler what's the cobbler so in with the peaches okay and there's i don't know if there's syrup in it but in with the peaches yeah um and you bake it crumble it's not crumble because crumble you just put on the top and you have the apple underneath oh you mix it all together yeah you Ooh. mix it all together it must be quite slushy I don't know. All I know is that um, Michael, my <laughs> wife and kids, he liked a peach loves cobbler. a bit of peach cobbler. So, you, you know, it'd be nice to try. It'd be yeah. nice to try. So national, we're talking about National Scrabble Days, but there's so many other days that were observed on this day as well. So mm. check it out. Hashtag National Scrabble Day. And if you can, if you have a Scrabble board and you've got time later, come on, guys have a go i think we got one downstairs in the the drawer for the kids so yeah yeah, we've got lots of games down there one of my favorites is monopoly or the game of life was another good one i love yeah i've got the game of life at home yeah monopoly we've lost our monopoly awesome awesome you've lost your monopoly long story oh dear (laughs) you didn't lend it out did you most probably oh it's the thing when you lend things out it's getting them back isn't it but never mind, never mind. So today in history, 
it is um, Sidney Poitier became the first black to win an Oscar for Best Actor. Amazing. And it was his role in the movie Lilies of the Field. How awesome is that? I've heard of that movie. I've never watched it, though. Yeah. Um, But it'd be interesting to see. It's great to see the first... Because we were speaking about this the other day, how many um, black African Caribbean actors and performers have won a Golden Globe. Yeah, and Sidney Poitier was the first in 1964. He won the Best Actor for Lilies of the Field in which the film came out in 1963, and he played a handyman. Mm. Oh, I think I've seen this. He played a a handyman helping, yeah, help a group of German-speaking nuns build a chapel, and then he also got um, he received an acclaim for Porgy and Bess. Mm. Porgy and Bess in 1959, A Raisin in the Sun in 1961, and A Patch of Blue in 1965. So he had um, did very well in his career. So he set the president, didn't he? Mm. Really set the president. And he was born in Florida mm-hmm. in 1927, which makes him, what, 94? He's 94. I thought he was... Wow, he's really getting on, isn't he? I've not seen him. I've not seen him like out and about. Well, obviously, we've been in lockdown for a yeah. whole year, so we've not really seen anybody. Bahamanian, and he means he's from the Bahamas. Yes, and he is the Bohemian ambassador. Oh, lovely. Yeah, he's an ambassador for the uh, in in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, he's an ambassador to to Japan. It's very strange. We watched this geography programme on um, YouTube and a lot of the Caribbean islands Mm. have Asian um, countries as their, like, best friend, so to speak, their go-to country. That's amazing. Mm. And, I mean, Japan... Really good. Bohemian ambassador, because he's... um, I think he's native to the Bahamas. Yeah. So that's why they've they had him on as an ambassador for that country. Mm. So that's wonderful, really, really good. And um, Sidney Poitier, I mean, he's a great actor. He done he done quite a few acclaimed other parts. I think he was in one with Lulu, where he came to this country. He's worked with British stars as well. Okay. And Dear Sir, I think it was he done two two of those films. Yeah. Where he was a teacher, black teacher in the school. Amazing. And they went in and obviously the dynamics and all that stuff, because in 1964, again, st- was that still a time of civil rights? Yeah, civil rights movement. Still a time where... Martin Luther King. Yeah, lots of new things coming out <clears throat> and fighting for lots of other things. Because I think looking for, on this day for um, in black history was quite difficult. There wasn't much. And when, it's funny when you look for UK black history... It's even harder to find dates and times, mm. but we, I guess we're getting better. It's just a matter of um, finding it all, yeah, and then compiling it as well. Because it's nice, it's lovely to see that they are, they are making and have been making waves in the uni- United States, but here as well, we yeah. have lots of activists, we have lots of actors, we have lots of people that have made a difference in this country as well. Yes, we have. So it would be nice to know of and these ones. And still are making the difference, yes. actually, currently being quite involved in a lot of um, speaking out moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's funny because I was looking as well for the verdict of the George Floyd. That's still in Okay, in so I saw something yesterday mm. and they have basically, um, I'll read it word for word. Mm. It says... 
We are sorry. US government awards George Floyd's family $27 million for his untimely death caused by the police officer officers, an incident that caused worldwide demonstrations. President John Biden had to kneel down in front of George Floyd's son to ask for, for forgiveness. The court case is still going on. I mean, a two-month-old court case for a video that we all saw mm. live. Not live, but we all saw what happened. There was another one last night that was murdered as well. Yeah, they, they took out the gun by accident, was what I heard. Instead of the taser, it was an accident. But why will they be taking the taser out? They asked him to get out of the car. Do you know what? I just, I can't. Yeah. So the court case is still going on. They've paid the family Mm. because apparently the money makes up for the fact that they killed George. Um, Is that to appease their spirit? Maybe it's to appease their spirit. But it never can do. It's nice to see the president kneeling in front of the sun. But that's Mm. not going to bring his dad back, is it? Let's hope we see change. That's all that I can say. So Mm. we're speaking of... Um, Sidney Poitier being one of the first in his field to set the president and we went on to learn there's only been 19 black actors, actresses that have have received an Oscar, that mm-hmm. have received an award. It needs to be a lot better than that, yeah. okay? So questions that we are putting out today are, what are the traits of a toxic mother? So the word of today as we have men- um, mentioned it already tapesium um, can anyone find out what that word means, or should we just say what what it what it actually means, Lily? We'll give everyone to the next break yeah. to try and answer it, and then we'll give them the answer. Okay, so the word is tapesium. I'm not even going to give you the spelling either. <laughs> I'm going to make it a little bit harder for you. Okay, so the word is tapesium. What is the meaning? And it is actually a noun. That's that's what I'll give you. It's a noun. Mm. All right, so. Tapesium, that's our word of today. So breaking news, Lily, mm-hmm. um, the volcano in the Caribbean islands and St. Vin- Vincent has erupted. Mm. It's been dormant since 1979. Mm. Mm. But they are, the the lands are volcanic um, islands anyway. Yeah. So it, mm, not to say that it's to be expected, but with movement and tectonic plates and all of the stuff that contribute to volcanic eruptions it's gonna happen eventually um but i know that there are a few um organizations at the moment that are doing relief work for families that live in the um island st vincent and the grenadines Mm. i can't give direct names because i can't remember who they are but if you google google is your friend Mm. you'll find out where they are and what they're asking for so it'd be things like food and maybe clothing and just a few toiletries and stuff to help the family members out that might need it. Yeah, it says um, UK SVG combined response to La Sefuere eruption. Yesterday it was on um, 75,000. I think they've raised so far 96,000. Okay. But I think they want to raise around 250,000 for that fund. Mm. Um, Sadly, uh, when I sent this out, I did send it out yesterday. It was um, John J.E. that sent over the link for... Mm. The page and I sent it out and I did get some responses back which were quite kind of disturbing in a way when we really think about it well one was um what happened in Haiti yeah and will they actually receive the funds will the funds actually go towards building up of the country again mm. and number two was that they're only taking refugees from the countries that have had the vaccine <laughs> yeah 
Oh so, my goodness, wow. Mm, mm. So that was two kind of disturbing bits of news back. Is that the new thing now? If you haven't been vaccinated, you can't be rescued. It's crazy, isn't it? We're all shocking. human, isn't it? It's shocking. shocking. It is shocking. So, And that was Barbados is one of the countries that's saying, well, they've got to have the vaccine in order to be rescued to be fair Barbados have been very strong on the vaccine from the beginning I've got quite a few people that I work with that are from Barbados Mm. and they have said like you would need to be vaccinated to go there and go on holiday it's a shame because humanity is more important than you know obviously I don't know the numbers of those that have corona or whatever or if they had it because I knew that the West Indies was quite clean. No, they, it got quite, quite a few. There was a few deaths there. That's why they yeah. shut down many many of the islands. But that was through through tourism, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I've never really heard much about the Grenadines, and is it what's the other country that's linked to the Grenadines? Saint Vincent. Vincent. That's it. And now, obviously, these issues have other issues have arisen. So. Yeah, there's a there is a relief work going on. Let's just hope that the money goes where it's meant to go. Yeah, and there's a GoFundMe page. It's a UK SVG combined response to La Souffre eruption. So there is there, and really again because I remember from the Haiti crises as well. There was lots of other charities that sprung up. Yeah, but they were not Supporting. in favour. Yeah, right. So we've got to be careful again of who you're donating to mm. making sure hopefully that the money is going to the right place yeah as well so keep that in mind and obviously relief is needed mm. there so if we can help in any way shape or form then that would be awesome that'd be really really good yeah i would just say as well another breaking news mm. sad breaking news yeah um the passing of one of the rap greats, hip hop greats. I'm talking about DMX. Okay. Um, very, very sad. Um, a very big loss for the music industry. Um, so condolences out to his family and all those who are supporting him and his family. Yeah, I didn't really know much of DMX. I don't don't know much of his music. He made some big tunes. Really? Yeah. I don't know any. Yeah, big tune. How can, how can you, do. Know, you do know DMX songs? Yeah, I just probably don't know the artist. Because I've never DMX really been songs. into much rap. Yeah, but he did like collaborations with people. So he did a, mm. a collaboration with Aaliyah. Okay. Come back in one piece. That was him and. Oh, da, yeah. Da, da, da. That was DMX. Yeah. Oh, oh he's. A, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's funny because the family now are claiming because when he. When he, they said that he passed out, didn't they? And initially, then he was in hospital. No, they said he had he had an overdose, which caused a heart attack. Okay, and he was in a vegetative yeah, state. Yeah, that was the initial report. Yeah. However, his family are saying otherwise. Yeah. So his family are saying that again, it was the vaccination that he had. And that is what caused. So, see, lots of things up in the air. Lots of things up in the air. And even when it comes to the royal family, won't um, harp much on it. But I, I, I always thought that Prince Philip had passed away a long time. So when I heard the news, it wasn't really news. 
No comment. No comment. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Lily's not going to comment yeah, no. on it, but I thought he was gone for a long time, no. beautiful people. I really did. So who knows? None of us. He's knows. been sick for quite a while. He had yeah. um, a heart condition that he would, had treated in February, I think. Mm. But he's been sick since last year, start of pandemic. Wow. But yeah. Wow. Well, condolences out to the families. But again, going back to that young fellow that was brutally um, ploughed down yesterday as well. Condolences out to that family. It's just just um, one bad thing after another. Sometimes when we think about it, yeah. as well as as well, food prices soaring, and hitting, it says nearly a seven year high as well. Wow. So 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 much going on in the world, beautiful people. But one one of the good things is that we are well and truly into coming out of this horrible situation we found ourselves in over the past le- past year mm-hmm. and looking back really to getting back to some form of normality. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. Not that, I mean, travel today was horrific, but just the thought of being able to meet up with your loved ones mm. and go and chill in the park or in the, in the beer garden or, you know, somewhere with your peeps it's it's something to look forward to isn't it mm, awesome so we and singing we'll get back to the gig in as well Yay. gigs we, we've got one on the 24th actually coming up it is an online one but um <laughs> it's just kind of getting back into the flow so we're looking forward to that as well so beautiful nice. people we've we've noted that it is national scrabble day so grab a friend or grab a board if you have one at home and have a game of scrabble um, hashtag National Scrabble Day, as well as Sidney Potier being the first Oscar, black Oscar winner mm-hmm. in 1964, and breaking news. Now, don't forget uh, rem- remembering that tapesium is the word of the day. We will see y'all in five. Stay there. We'll be back after these. My name's Phil. My name's John. I'm 19 years old. I'm 19 too. I've got leukaemia. I've got leukaemia. Chemotherapy didn't work on me, nor did radiotherapy. They didn't work for me either. So now, a bone marrow transplant's my last hope. It's my last hope too. (laughs) They found me a matching donor. They can't find a donor for me. I'm white. I'm black. I'm having a transplant next week that could save my life. There are 24 times more white people than black on the UK Bone Marrow Register. If you're black or mixed race, join the register today. Visit ACLT.org and see how you could be the one to save a life. ACLT, unites to fight leukaemia. Raw View Music presents Alicia Banks on Upfront, a seven-track compilation, including the hit Love Has Found Its Way. Love Has Found Its Way In Our Hearts Today Sultry, clear and upfront. Upfront, now available on iTunes and all major digital platforms. Download and stream Love Has Found Its Way and the EP Upfront today at rawvuemusic.com, iTunes, or your preferred online platform.
Alicia Banks on Upfront. Upfront. Coming to a speaker near you. Different, different, different. Different tastes in music. Makes no difference what you like. If you want it, we got it. Right here. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the number one radio station on the net, reaching 179 countries in the world with the best variety of music. Get it on, get it on. Spend the night, you know you do it right. Come around and spend the night. Come my home and squeeze me tight. Making love with you. There's no one I can find Dial your number on the telephone This time I'm praying you'll be New remix. From Cool Notes. Shout out the chat room. How you doing, Chrissy? DJ Laro. Who's on from 8 till 10 tonight? Plenty good, good loving, I just can't George Flavors. But there's something I gotta Gal, gal, how are you doing? Gotta call my other lover. John Ken. Joy McKay, how are you doing, Joy? Welcome, Kimmy B. Play Hoxton, DiCarlo. I'm so shouting out the WhatsApp crew. Tuning crew, Dwayne, Janae and Jayla, Marjak, John Ash, Anisha, Tai Tai, Isa and Anaya.
Jesus, Booth of Andros in the early days. And that was a remastered album version of Searching 2015. And yes, we we saw a documentary on Luther the other day, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It was very interesting. Very, very interesting documentary as to how he even started, because we know that he was a backing singer for a very long time. Mm. And um, yeah, the way that he... I think they asked him to actually sing on this album, but um, they asked him to sing lead. Yeah. He did, and that's what changed his whole career. So just one thing can change someone's career if you just take that opportunity, take the plunge, Mm -hmm. and you never, never know, Mm -hmm. right? And that's in the case of these um, next three beautiful young children that we're going to speak about. And it's really three geniuses that were highlighted to us last week mm-hmm. who had the highest IQs ever in the world. Wow. And the three young people as well, three young kids that have, yeah, they're being termed geniuses. Amazing. Mm. This one is a 16-year-old mm. genius whose IQ is higher than Bill Gates and... Albert Einstein. Um, why is my computer talking to me? It yes, says so. some of the most famous geniuses of all time have had one thing in common. They had a higher IQ level than the average person. Now, one British teenager and child prodigy is performing at levels higher than geniuses like Bill Gates, meet, sorry, and Albert Einstein, meet Romani Wilfred. Mm. IQ is 162. Wow. What is the average IQ then? If, I mean, if it's 162, does anyone out there know what the average I IQ thought that is? A, higher than 115 was deemed very intelligent. Mm. And I'm sure the average is between 80 and 100. Wow. So, so 80 and 100. I wonder where I'm functioning at. I've never done a Mensa because they're all, they're all part of Mensa these young three young ones Wilfred I think he's only 16 right yeah he's only 16 16 year old but I think his grand said from when he was two years old wow that he he was obviously watching something on the news mm. and he was explaining it to her wow. and then she saw the news reel later and was shocked like but he, this two-year-old child mm. was just telling me about that mm. how could a two-year-old child have the capacity to they can you know they can. It says on many test scores, um, 100 is considered the average IQ. 68% of scores fall within one standard devi- deviation mm. of the mean that is between 85 and 115. So that means nearly 70% of all people score within plus or minus 15 points of the average. So, and the average is 85 no, the average is 100. Oh, 100. So people either are 15 below, 15 above, but generally the average the average score is 100. And the normal score? Because is average normal? Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming that, that's what that means. And that's means tested. Like Means is like the middle, isn't it? To and from. Yeah. Either side. The deviation of the mean okay. is between 85 and 115. Wow. And, the, and Romani is at 162. Wow. Amazing. And then we have Anala, Anala Beavers. She said at just four years old, she possessed an IQ of 145. Oh my goodness. At four years old. Check these guys out. Wow. Romani Wilfred. And we're talking about Anala Beavers. 
at four years old an IQ of 145 now we are speaking on um, excellence and they're three black geniuses with the highest IQs ever in the world Mm. and one of them is four I just think that's amazing I mean how do they she could identify each letter of the alphabet when she was just 10 months well I think that's yeah okay that's 10 months leash come on no but some babies if you can talk at 10s 10 months some Mm. babies can't know their alphabet maybe they can't say that's an a yeah or identify as in what it looks like but knowing your alphabet at 10 months i think is an achievement yeah yeah but she recognized the letters Wow. And it says when she was five years old, she could recite the name of every North American state and capital on the map. Wow. So you'd point at the map, she would know the state, and she would know the, 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 the capital. capital. So does that mean that the parents instilled that, like going through the maps with her mm. in the alphabet? Mm. Or did she watch it on something like, there are, YouTube, you know, programs here, Ses- Sesame Street goes in. Not no, really, no. no. Not so, so much in depth. But I think it's the parents. They saw when when you you know when you sit down with your children, and you're like, "This is a," blah, blah, and then you see something different in them. Maybe they honed in on that and nurtured it. Because it must be, oh, what country is this? No, that's South Carolina or whatever it is. Wow. And then she just went with it. And that was at five years old. That was at five that she could do that. Wow. That's amazing. And then there's Alana George. Now, Alana has an IQ of 140 and she's the youngest member of Mensa. Mm. And she's from the UK. Again, she's four years old and has an obsession with words and numbers. Good girl. Yeah, well done. She taught herself to read before starting school. She prefers reciting the alphabet alphabet and times tables than singing nursery rhymes. So sweet, isn't it? So she has an obsession for words and numbers. Mm. So that's amazing. So it says a standard measure of human brain and intelligence using indicators such as a person's reasoning capacity and application of information Mm. and solving problems. I've I've got this, uh, it's an app and every day it does, um, what's it called? Elevate. It's not called Elevate, it's called... um, mind pal oh yeah so it's like mind training yeah and um some of the exercises that like you've got to draw a line to without touching another touching line it, yeah. and all sorts of things going on in there i'm not doing too badly i must say <laughs> some, you know and then there's one that, that it comes and you've got to tap so the faster it goes and then they'll add something else to the screen mm. and you know your mind i don't know if it works faster than tapping the screen or you tap faster than your mind works okay so sometimes you'll tap on the wrong section yeah it's amazing we are wonderfully made beautiful people aren't we we are just so wonderfully made Mm -hmm. and that's right that's right these are the ones joy these beautiful children here in the chat room come and join us in the chat room you'll see who we're talking about and thank you sonia for letting us know that the average iq is 100 yeah, and DiCarlo for helping us to see that Luther launched his career as a writer and then he launched his solo career. So amazing, amazing. So there is a lot of excellence out there. These young three black geniuses, as they're termed, with the highest IQs ever, ever mm. in the world. And our, our youngsters are only getting more and more 
amazing and clever? I feel like they've always been amazing. I just mm. feel like now it's being recognised. Because it... I, <laughs> this is going to sound... But I always feel like when you look at our children, even when someone's like, oh, they're, they're 18 months and they can talk. It's mm. like... Mm, it's yeah, normal. Is that not normal? Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. know I mean? you know, I just thought that's what they're supposed to do at this age, walking at six and nine months and doing madness that people think, oh no, they're above average. But I just think now they're being recognised for it, which I think is amazing. Yeah. And those IQs, yeah. 100, like, you know, it says that it, it's 145, 140 and 162. Wow. So if it's 15 over, is over past average yeah then they've tripled that because they're in like the 160s and 140s so they're really well it's their term geniuses so beautiful peeps that's it they used to say if you want to hide something from a black person hide it in a book because we don't like to read but that's not true we love to read all right we know that we love to teach our children that they are very very smart they're very very clever and they just need that stimulation in order to grow and become amazing. Mm. So well done, children. Well done. Well done. So going on from that, in speaking about this, their parents must have obviously spent a lot of time with these youngsters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Sonia says the highest IQ ever measured was 228. Oh, my goodness. That's very high. Who was that, Sonia? Wow. Could say the alphabet and count to 100. Um, what do you mean by that, Joy? Oh, no. Joy is saying that I went to... She's picking me up, basically. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So oh, leave oh, I saw that right. Yeah. Went to school at two, two years and ten months, and I could say the alphabet and count to 100. Awesome. There you go. <coughs> there you, you know, go. you know, over here on high IQ, too. But not so <laughs> But no, that's what I'm saying. It just... It just it goes um, to show. Yeah. Yeah, it is the nurturing. I do think when you're nurtured and you're not treated, yes, children should be children. Mm. But if you see a gift in them, then go with their gift. Nurture it. And I think we we pay a lot of attention to our children when it comes to the educating, Mm. and you know we don't just want them to. I mean, mine have too much screen time, but we don't just want them sitting in front of a television. We do want them to go and pick up a book, or let's do this together, or let's do that together. You know. Um, so it is it is about nurturing the gifts that you see in your children yeah. and that's what I think these parents have done mum said come let's do the alphabet and she's like oh you Recognized. can point at an A let's yeah. see what else you can do oh, my little genius let's yeah. really see what you can do so it's all about nurturing and there's youngsters I know that have started businesses Yeah, there's youngsters I know that uh well, CEOs, but what was the one that just come to mind? Little Inventors. Inventors, Inventions. Mm. So many written <clears throat> books. Go and look up the amount of young people that have written books. The 228 IQ was Marilyn Vincent. Oh, Vincent. Okay, see, 228. I mean, what did she go on do? What did she go on to do? I'd have to like to find that out. Oh, DiCarlo says his name was DiCarlo. <laughs> Ha ha ha, DiCarlo. Very funny. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. So in saying that, we're speaking about nurturing children. Mm -hmm. All right. And one of the questions that we've asked is what are the traits of a toxic mother? So obviously a mother that sees the gift in their child and nurtures that gift, 
they're, they're obviously not on the brink of being a toxic mother. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they are, you just don't know. But there are eight common varieties of to- toxic maternal behaviour. Mm-hmm. And it says sometimes we may not, as children, recognise what these um, maternal toxic behaviours are because we're just so used to it. Mm. And the guy in the article gives the analogy of a pair of boots or a, a, a whole bunch of boots at the front door. Mm-hmm. And the more that you come in is the more that you won't see it. Yeah. So this is, that's the analogy that they've given. But, and that's why possibly youngsters don't recognise the signs and symptoms of toxic maternal behaviour and live with it or some are very um what's the word damaged by this kind of behavior i disagree with that comment okay why do you disagree because as a youngster why would you be looking to see whether your mother's toxic you don't know what that means that's what i just said in the sense of like some people they'll rationalize as they get older no because they've become so used to it that they don't know what it is so not as a young person but as an adult they start and they rationalize it do you mean yeah but some young people will recognize because when we go on and look at the behavior then then it can't be normal Mm. but then possibly they've just gotten so used to it but what are they exactly supposed to do about it if they've got a toxic mother well, this is the point. It's the damage that it causes. Mm. It's the damage that it causes. Okay. Yeah, in the sense of some people will walk away mm. and some people, they'll rationalise it because they've just grown so accustomed, like seeing that those boots in the corner. Yeah. They've seen it, they've seen it, they've seen it till the point that you don't, don't see, it, see anymore. it anymore. Yeah. And that that is is the point. Mm. Now, there's eight, there's eight varieties here, but there are more because... What it was was I saw a film, a couple of films, and one was with a mother that had the Munchausen's by proxy. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that's a very it's scary. <clears throat> it's as, surprising how common it is as well. Munchausen's yeah. by, by proxy. Yeah, Munchausen by proxy is basically for those that don't know when you are a person who is claiming that another person is sick. So if you have Munchausen's. It's kind of like you being a hypochondriac. Oh, I've got this illness. I've got this illness. Um, treating yourself for it, saying that I've got, I'm paraplegic. I can't walk. Mm. When actually you can, but you convince yourself and others that you are not able to perform certain tasks because you have these illnesses. And then Munchausen's by proxy is the same thing, but doing it to someone else. So yeah. a mum doing it to a daughter or to a husband or that kind of thing. So that's what Munchausen's by proxy mm. is. Um, and it's very, very, very common. Yeah. Eminem S- talks scary. about it a lot in his raps. Wow. And we just kind of like, oh yeah, sounds really good, not realising what yeah. he's talking about, you know. I was looking for songs that kind of related to the topic. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was bizarre, because obviously we're looking for black singers and artists that would write like that. Yeah. But it was mainly white artists yeah. that were writing about the mums and yeah. uh, you know I hate you but I love you at the same time and yeah. all these kind of titles and I didn't I couldn't find there was the odd ones that I found that I'm going to play mm. but that that was quite shocking for me mm. so do we just not speak about it do we not put that in our music do we not you know okay this might I don't know but is it because 
we're brought up in our community mm. you're not sick go and have a tonic or you're not sick go and have this herb and you're not sick mm. yeah go yeah go go school yeah. and if you're sick then we'll send you home you know that's mm. what we grew, grew up as whereas the others maybe not so much the others found that attention was received when they acted ill does that make sense so the more you the more you feigned an illness mm. the more attention you got which is the pro- the product of that is munchausen's the more attention you got because you were sick yeah you that's the relationship you built with your parents and then that then transcends generational curses mm. that then transcends to your next relationship with your children or whoever that you then impose that illness on the next person whereas when we were brought up it was not that you didn't get that attention when you were sick but it, it wasn't the same mm. maybe that's why you more see the others having that in their songs and us not Oh, did we internalise it more? Whereas they more lashed out and and wrote about it? And we're going to go in and see because... Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because when we look at these titles, we look at a couple before we go to the break and it's quite interesting sort of how these toxic mothers... And we, we are speaking about mothers today, but there could be... It could be the same behaviour in fathers. However, mm. mothers tend to have more say when it comes to raising their children to a degree Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so this is why we are focusing on mothers and I think it's more mothers that would like you said there it's more common for a mother to say oh my child's ill yeah and there was to the point you were telling me about one that she even got the child operated on yeah by the professionals yeah yeah so she basically true story and she took her from when the child was small She'd always said something's wrong with her, something's wrong with her. And as time progressed, she made the illnesses worse. So she claimed that she was diabetic. She claimed that she was allergic to to sugar. Um, Then she started saying, no, she's nil by mouth. She can't eat food through her mouth. And this was in America. And then got the doctors to operate on her so that she'd be fed through a tube directly into her stomach. Um... One day she pulled all her teeth out so she could have dentures. She was on, she put her daughter on a lot of medication. That she, I don't know how this works in America. You just pay your bill and can ask for anything. But she was on a lot of medication. Um, said the daughter couldn't walk, so she was feet. She was giving her a medication that prevented her from walking. Prevented her, yeah, muscles from working. Is it called muscle dystrophy or something like that? Muscular dystrophy. And said the medication was making her hair fall out. So then shaved her hair off. She did a lot of stuff to her. And the girl, the the girl, she's been brought up like this. So she doesn't actually realise what's happening. And one day I think she found her birth certificate or a birth card that, added a couple of years on because the mum had mm. always said she was like 12 13 14 15 and she was actually 16 17 18 19 wow. um and yes yeah, it, it was a it was a very deep so that's a, that's the kind of story. extreme that is a, an yeah. extreme although um munchausen's by proxy is common but that's a real extreme, extreme case yeah. but one of the points here it says that the shaming and blaming so it says it may start mm. in childhood magnifying like small mishaps into full scale dress downs in front of other people. 
so blaming the daughter for her mistakes mm. and then attributing it to a, her flawed nature. Wow. So blaming the daughter, then calling her flawed. And this in turn will, it, it affects the, the child and they start um, forming that self-criticism. Mm. Yeah, so that's one of the, the ways shaming and blaming is a way that uh, is toxic maternal behaviour. Mm. Your thoughts on that? And pe- I agree. People do say things like that. You say, you shouldn't say to your children, you never wash the dishes, you never mm. tidy your room, you never... Because as we learn through personal development, the more you tell someone something, the more you tell yourself something, mm. the more it becomes your reality. So if you tell your child they never clean their room, then they're never going to clean their mm. room. If you tell them they never do what you ask them to do, then they aren't never going to do what you ask them to do because you're putting that negative, um, you're putting that negativity into their head. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm assuming now when it comes to shaming and blaming, you know, you never the mum is is just putting all that negative energy into the child. And it says it becomes part of their character. Yeah. Because they feel they're flawed. Yeah. Because their mistakes are always being highlighted. Mm. And, you know, it can last well into childhood. And it says many studies show that self-criticism and poor mental health, especially depression, mm. go hand in hand. So that self-criticism, that self, you know, putting oneself down, mm. comes from that shaming and blaming toxic maternal behavior as well as number two is guilt tripping guilt tripping so it says this is where the mum plays a victim and the child will be reminded how derelict they are that's horrible look at how much i've sacrificed for you and you can't never do what's this one it says every time i look back this is someone's story adele um the name has been changed Mm -hmm. for personal reasons every time i look back uh, sorry every time i talk back or try to make a point about her nastiness she hangs up within days i hear from someone else in the family perhaps my aunt my father or a cousin that my mother's ill and distraught and it's all my fault the messenger then criticizes me for my cruelty laying the groundwork for my mother's poor me saga it's maddening and yes a part of me always feels guilty even though i know i'm being played i actually know someone that's going through this right now and it's it's very um it's very upsetting because as a child you feel obligated to your parents when you get to a certain age you're like well I have to take care of my mom I have to take care of my dad but then in the next sentence it's like but they're always telling me or they're always making me feel guilty Mm -hmm. for not being available whenever they ask me to come and help them with something. But life's not like that. You can't always be available. And I know it's your it's parents. True, but it's your parents. Or your mother. Mm. But sometimes it's just not possible. It's in that not possible. Sort of way. But this next point that she makes mm. answers that question. Yeah. Guilt is reinforced by cultural expectations and biblical yeah. commandment. I am a spiritual person. I go to meetings. I believe in the Bible. A, B, C, D, E. But I do feel like Christians mm. or Muslims or whatever whatever religion you are, they always use this, honour thy, ma- thy yeah. father and thy mother and it shall go well with you. You know, your parents, whatever they say goes. And even in abusive relationships between the parent and the child, 
that is the reason why you're supposed to go along with the abuse because well the bible says it honor yeah god says you need to honor your father and your mother but actually would someone that's loving tell you to love your abuser no mm. yeah, <laughs> it would not abuse. tell you to honor that person yeah. Yeah. that's physically abusing you or yeah. mentally abusing you mm. Mm. and guilt trip Oh, I think that's the worst. I need you to do this, and you can. You, you're never there when I need you. But last week, when you asked me to take you to all your hospital appointments that were half driving all around the world, yeah, I was available. Mm. See, and this again, isn't it? It goes hand in hand with it said there about that adding to the mental health of a, mm. a, a child because they're home to their parents. And want to be loyal, but sometimes it's not possible in a certain instance. Mm. And then the guilt trip comes along. Do you know what makes it sad as well? Is the fact that there is a hint of slavery mentality in that. Because mm. the same way the masters got the slaves to listen was through it's coaxing from the, the biblical commandments. And that's mm. where the culture has been... You, It's been put in the culture to say that this is the scripture you must follow it but actually mm. it was them that gave us the scripture and told us the scripture tells you that you need to abide by everything that i say mm. and that has been generational curses that has been passed yes. down again from generation to generation it's like the beating passed down from generation to generation oh you must beat your child but who beat us first mm. and it's it's so amazing how everything goes hand in hand mm. isn't it and then possibly the mother being that toxic, having that toxic maternal behaviour could be that generational curse that's been passed on as to yeah. why she does it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about this, but there are kind of ways out of it. And so the first two that we've looked at is shaming and blaming as well as guilt tripping. And it's very harmful behaviour. What's that, Lily? Sorry, there's a comment in, <laughs> in the chat box. Yeah. There's a couple. Mm. So, um, Dakali said, a toxic mother will always blame others and never herself. Teach the way, teach the ways of a mad cow. That's to- that's guilt tripping. Ethnic people don't curse the parents. Europeans tend to feel more open and express than ethnic cultures. I also agree with that. That's all the songs about the right. mothers. Yeah. This was what got me. You act like your father. Mm. That is for some for a child who's has an absent father or who has a father that is not if you don't have a relationship with your father for your for your parent to say oh you're just like your dad ouch because i know she might not know you don't like your but i know that you as my mother you don't like my dad because i always hear you cussing him out mm. Mm. and now you're telling me that's who I'm like. So that means you don't like me either. Wow. We will get back to that after the break. And we're going to look a little bit more in depth at toxic maternal behaviour. See you in five. Stay there. We'll be back after these. My name's Phil. My name's John. I'm 19 years old. I'm 19 too. I've got leukaemia. I've got leukaemia. Chemotherapy didn't work on me, nor did radiotherapy. They didn't work for me either. So now, a bone marrow transplant's my last hope. It's my last hope too. 
They found me a matching donor. They can't find a donor for me. I'm white. I'm black. I'm having the transplant next week that could save my life. There are 24 times more white people than black on the UK bone marrow register. If you're black or mixed race, join the register today. Visit aclt.org and see how you could be the one to save a life. ACLT, unite to fight leukemia. Rawview Music presents Alicia Banks on Upfront, a seven-track compilation, including the hit Love Has Found Its Way. Love Has Found Its Way in our hearts today yeah. Sultry Clear and upfront In our hearts today Upfront Now available on iTunes and all major digital platforms Download and stream Love Has Found Its Way and the EP Upfront today at rawvuemusic.com, iTunes, or your preferred online platform. Alicia Banks on Upfront. Upfront. Coming to a speaker near you. Love Has Found Its Way. Different, different, different. Different tastes in music. Makes no difference what you like. If you want it, we got it. Right here. Allflamersradio.com. The number one radio station on the net. Reaching 179 countries in the world. With the best variety of music. We have sounds of Sister Sledge. We are family. And we're discussing the traits of a toxic maternal behavior and are there such things as we're seeing and looking at how certain things can affect young people um, in childhood due to having toxic maternal pair uh, of toxic maternal mother so we looked at first shaming and blaming as well as guilt tripping but the next the next trait Lily is playing the comparison game why do you laugh because, um, I don't know if it's playing a comparison game, but mm. at times, I need to check myself. Really? Yeah. Wow, what do you mean? Like, for example, oh, no, look at that one there. They're sitting there getting ready to do whatever. Or look at that one there jumping in the bath and you're just not. Okay, so not playing in the, them. Not like... in those words, but. So is it favouritism or uh, favouritism then? It's not favouritism, so I don't have a favourite. Right. You can't have favourites. Mm. But it's it's here um, termed as parental differential treatment. So treating the youngsters or treating the children differently. Yeah. Or comparing one to the other. I saw the comparison, but I, I have seen, um, not in myself, but I have seen occasions where... Mm one of mine gets treated differently than the other by family members. Really? So, I mean, we're talking about maternal mothers, but I guess that could transcend into grandmothers as well, right? Yeah. Um, Because it does make the point there that you could have a child that's an only child, Mm. but the mother will find some way to compare you to either a cousin or even a neighbour. Yeah. Right? So that's, you know, that you're, oh, look at um, Johnny over there. He's yeah. doing such and such. 
and again that affects you as a child such and such daughter just just have a um she just get a big house mm. such and such just married yeah yeah yes a comparison not a good thing and again it brings down a youngsters self-confidence it can affect them in many many ways so that playing that comparison or having favoritism in the family mm. is not a great thing i don't even think you know? it's, it's from the children when they're a child i think even as an adult mm. the comparison game is just it's a no yeah i like i love what sonia said she says that she agrees with DiCarlo. <clears throat> we we all have toxic traits we need to be aware of mm. so as parents i mean listening to this and and I, and I know that it's like oh, what are you talking about toxic mothers for mm. or you know toxic maternal behavior for you know but it's quite surprising that we might have these personally have these things within ourselves yeah so it's a matter of being self-aware drawing mm. attention to it and changing the behaviour. And it doesn't mean you're a toxic parent if yeah. you're, you are, oh gosh, I've just realised that I compare my children. No, mm. it's not saying that. It's saying if you're identifying these things as some of your traits, perhaps there's things that you need to do to change it. Mm. And when you do see someone saying to you, maybe you shouldn't talk to your child like that, not being quick to jump on the defence and say, but it's my child who you're telling what you're telling me, what I know how my children should be raised. It's true. You do know how your children should be raised. But those people that are saying to you don't always say no or you're constantly negative. You're, don't, don't say to your child, you always do that. Mm. Or don't say to your child, you know, you're just like this because that does instill in them negativity and yeah. it will grow with them. Yeah. You know, yes, so definitely. it's just, a, it is what, it is exactly what Sonia says. It's about recognising in ourselves. Mm. Mm, do I possibly do this sometimes? Maybe I need to check myself. Mm, definitely. So the next one is covert or passive aggression. So it says a mother may display passive or covert aggression towards her child. Most of the behaviours listed here don't involve screaming or yelling. Yeah, but it... <laughs> They've included that in there because children's mm. development is directly affected as to how parents relate to each other. We heard that song from Pink mm. and you saw the effect of her as a child hearing her parents fighting and arguing. Mm -hmm. It affected her to the point that she ran away. Yeah. Mama, yeah. please stop yelling. Oh, yeah. Stop crying. I can't stand the sound. So she's not yelling, she's crying. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, it's very interesting because these are all sort of psychological... Um, ways of manipulation mm. to a degree mm. and we it does affect the youngsters and I find it interesting when people say oh you know they say don't argue in front of children oh but I don't argue in front of my child mm. they're in the other room they're in the other room but they can hear you shouting through the walls yeah yeah, yeah. and I know it's something it's very very hard sometimes to be like be the person that like we in our house we don't really shout and yell and we don't argue loud mm. if we have a disagreement we have a disagreement but we don't really argue and rah, rah, that no that's don't do that your children will hear you and then when you are upset your children feed off of that emotion yeah, exactly when you are angry your children feed mm. off of that emotion mm. so yeah. it is being aware of how you are carrying yourself around your child as well because yeah. that can be taught you're not saying you're a toxic mother because you're, you know, 
being evil to them it can be toxic just the environment like they're being yeah. raised in can yeah. be can be toxic and it says here that young adolescents exposed to open hostility continue to internalize mm. their feelings by the seventh grade they were anxious withdrawn and had trouble sleeping so and they were also depressed mm. so seventh grade is like 11 years of age right is that seventh grade that's yeah. after coming out of primary secondary school secondary school so it says um at um, adolescents exposed to more covert type of um, parental conflict had trouble regulating their behaviour, like paying attention mm. in class. They were aggressive and were prone to breaking the rules. Yeah. So the ones that had um, hostility, they internalised, and the youngsters that were exposed to um, covert is like insidious, like pro- probably just, undercover kind. Yeah, of. undercover mm. stuff that they, they more had behaviour problems and had trouble paying attention mm. in class and were more aggressive. Mm. So that was covert or passive aggression towards um, children. So, you know, next one's gaslighting. Form of psychological manipulation in which a person or group covertly sows seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or group, making them question their own memory, mm. perception of or judgment. So always making you question yourself yeah so like that your parent would tell you something she'll say something and they say no i didn't say that <laughs> you know that's that's scary that scares me that does oh gosh to think that so make promises and they say i didn't promise you anything yeah or that's passive that's gaslighting that's I didn't why know i just feel like you was. don't promise things to your children mm. if mommy i want to get a pony Oh, okay, when you're 12, we'll get you a pony. Children remember, you know. Yeah. And then you turn around and tell them at 12, no, no, I never said that. I know that's like a really terrible example, but mm. just you don't promise your children things. Unless yeah. you know, guaranteed, stamp, duty, paid, you know you're going to get it for them or you know you're going to come through with what you've promised. Yeah. Don't make promises you can't keep. But it says it's a form of psycholo- psychological manipulation. So maybe you're doing it in order to get the child to do something. Oh, I give you or the a sweetie person to if give you pick something. up the clothes. Whatever. I mean, a sweet is something small. You can still give it to them. No, but, but it might be something bigger. Who manipulation. knows? Yeah. Well, that is manipulation. Yeah. yeah. Because they should want to do it because they want to do it. And knowing that us as parents, that we're not right all the time as well. Yeah. So if we're wrong, we've got to let the youngsters know that we're wrong. Yeah. Because... You know, they're, they're, they're developing, they're learning. Mm. And these traits, they, they're learning about themselves in that, mm. that same instance. So having things such, what we've spoken of, blaming and shaming, guilt mm. tripping, playing the comparison game, covert or passive aggressive, mm. as well as gaslighting. I mean, it's a lot... Even that- when we go back to that... Um, what was it? The second one you said, guilt tripping. Mm. Even things as small as telling them to stop crying you've told them off for something or they're just in their feelings and they're crying Mm. and we say to them stop crying i'll give you something to cry that's crazy do you want me to give you something to cry for but you've asked them to stop crying it's very confusing right it's confusing it is but it's also doing something else you're telling them it's wrong to show emotion yeah and actually they need to understand how to show emotion correctly mm. so someone um i do this with the older one because she cries more 
Um, and someone said to me, don't tell her to stop crying. And I say to her, understand your emotions, have your moment, and then we'll get on with what we need to do. And mm. I'd say, go and, go and have your five minutes, cry. But then when you come back, you understand what you're crying for. Mm. Because there's no point in saying stop crying. It's just going to make them cry more. She proper gave me a staring out competition today. <laughs> and the way she was staring at me, I was like, but wait, is this is her. I said, look away. I had to tell her to look away because you know me, I will hold that gaze. And that's another thing when you hold the gaze and if you look away, it shows weakness mm. and the children see that. But I, yeah. in, in, not that they should be holding up themselves like that, but you should nurture strength like that in a child. Mm. It's the same like the genius children. Nurture their strong personalities because as much as yes it grinds me <laughs> no you don't stare me out mm. but as much as it grinds me when they do get to adulthood all those things that we've tried to undo when they go into like the working environment or they start up their own business or they need to um you know move in certain ways because they've been taken from a lion and told to be a mouse yeah. they won't cope in those environments whereas if you know you can stare me out for however long i'm staring you out no i don't like it but i know you have strength that was a long gaze leash that was yeah, so was long cheap. very very stubborn. but it was a way very and it's like very what stubborn. she's like what what <laughs> and i was like look away <laughs> You know, so, yeah, wow. they are strong and you, you, you nurture that strength. But when it brings on arrogance, then yeah, obviously no, you, don't, you just got to, it's the balance children. of it all. And I know it can be very, very difficult as parents mm. um, not to do certain things. But I mean, when we look at these traits, because they are varieties of um, poor or toxic maternal behaviour, mm. these are things that we don't want to <clears throat> be instilling in our 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 youngsters into our children because it does have an effect on them us as parents us as mothers because like like we said mothers have a very big role mm. in a children's life mm. yeah so we want them to say oh yeah my mum she was whatever but not to see her kind of in a bad or poor way like the next one has a narcissist narcissist yeah that that's quite scary being a narcissistic parent, so marginalising or mocking. So mothers are high in control, so really controlling mothers or narcissist mm. mothers. Um, and a narcissist has an inflated sense of their own importance and a deep need for excessive attention and admiration. All right, so troubled relationships and a lack of empathy for others. That is what a narcissistic mother is. They orchestrate the relationships among you among and between the children mm. in the family that's what favoritism so it's it links with the the comparison the yeah. favoritism making one child the butt of family derision is another way of keeping everyone in line so playing you off of one another mm. so you hate your brother because you're trying to improve impress your mother yeah and the, i read a book it was ugly i think it was ugly um bristow i think that she was a she ended up being a barrister mm. But that's what that her mother was like. So she didn't have sheets on the bed. She so she'd wet the bed. So you see, when they're treated in a certain way, mm. then it has a knock-on effect 
mm. as to the the behavior of the child mm. so yeah she had um she treat she was very badly poorly treated ugly yeah. as well as a child called it was another yeah. book um but that child was really badly treated that mother was narcissistic and it was only one child that got treated like that do you know what i don't understand about all these people all these mothers mm. is as a mother mm. you are programmed yeah to be nurturing you're programmed to care for the child that you carried for six to nine months mm-hmm. i'm gonna say six to nine months because not all mothers carry full term how do you become evil like I, i'm using a strong word here but how do you become evil even the mothers that adopt i've seen one um instance where the mothers adopted children and treat treated them, them appallingly and it's like but you wanted them but did they or did they just want someone to treat badly or have How that control over person, because when, when we look at narcissism and that inflated sense of their own importance maybe that was the reason why you know to have they wanted that that attention and, and that admiration that could have been another reason why we but don't know child, the reason why people a child do is not brought into this world to admire you <laughs> no a child they didn't choose to be you you chose to bring them in most of most of us just to bring them into this world yeah, yeah they didn't come here for you you brought them here we're stewards we are stewards over them and we, and we want to not have those toxic traits but sadly yeah there are young people that are treated in this way and i mean we're doing a show speaking about toxic mothers and obviously we might second guess and question ourselves oh am i such a way and we mm. spoke they're highlighting about um, a Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. And that's a, like an extreme case mm. of toxic mother or toxic par- parenting. But these things do happen. Mm. So sometimes it's just good to, to, to throw it out there so people are aware of these things. Mm. And I know within black households, a lot of this stuff does go on. Leech. Yeah, it does. A lot of this goes on. And it's just, again, being self-aware of all this. Mm. It's a scapegoating then, tendency to blame someone else for one's problems. So blaming the child, oh, I had you and I didn't want you and because of you, I mean, we're in this position. Yeah, because of you, I struggled, because of you, we're not family, because of you, because of you. Yeah. If it wasn't for you coming along, things would be different. Mm. Mm. What Words your, that I don't think any parent should say to their child. What are your thoughts out there, beautiful people? Give us a call. 07895134713. That's 07895134713. And we are very close to the end of the evening. It's gone very, very quick tonight. So we're not able to speak on that second um, topic. So we'll cover that next time. Um, yeah, so blaming our children for our own problems. Like everything we do in life has, it's a choice. Mm. We all have choices mm. and things determine what happens next mm. is based on the first choice that we've made. Mm. And then that's how things go. So we can never blame our kids. I mean, saying we have a choice, sometimes you, do, sometimes you end up 
in a situation mm. by accident, but how that situation turns out, you can kind kind of most of the time dictate the next few steps. Mm. Like for example, m- my first. Um, pregnancy came very very soon after I got married that wasn't a choice <laughs> that was an accident but no, it was a good accident not an accident but as in it wasn't the planned. plan yeah it wasn't planned it wasn't the plan the plan was to be established yeah work everything out and then oh yeah okay but that is not how it happened yeah. but you we chose to make the situation different mm. would not blame my child for the fact that certain things happened the way they happened mm. because how did they cause that i don't i don't understand how did you how did you cause this situation i, I don't understand that concept because a child can't cause a situation a bit like oh your father left because of you but so, how but, he left because he wanted to leave yeah exactly but a mother uh, i guess a mother a toxic mother wouldn't see it that way dependent on her mindset she could be a narcissist I mean, she could have a lot of these, a whole load of these traits going on, all eight, eight traits together, along with um, Munchen's prior proxy, wrapped all wrapped up into one. And that that young person, sadly, ooh, they're um, stuck in the middle of that. Mm. And that's that's the the sad thing about it. Di Carlo says it's not evil; it's hurtful. It's very hurtful. Yeah. It's hurtful to even read these things. <laughs> I know. To even know. read that that. I just want to go and hug my child. It's to read that people are treated like this and then understand why they act a certain way when they grow into an adult. It, mm. it explains why some people that I come across act the way they act, why they are, you know, they're lazy because their parents put so much pressure on them to support them in the time when they're outside of work, that when they come into work, they just can't, I can't function. Yeah. I can't function. This is the one moment where I'm, can act like me and I don't have to feel like someone is constantly putting me down or telling me I'm useless or saying making me feel guilty for not being available I am mentally drained I can't focus Mm -hmm. and that's that person has been has been hearing that for how how many years of their life but constantly goes back for the mental beating yeah and like you said earlier, it is abuse. It really is. The last one we're looking at, beautiful people, is stonewalling. And that's a refusal to communicate or cooperate. That must be one of the worst. Like your mum not talking to you for weeks because you didn't wash up the dishes or something. It could be <laughs> something very minor. It could be something... Well, it's all minor when it comes to young people because you're still growing and still learning. Um, so, yes, yeah, refusal to communicate or cooperate with a child... You know, my panic. It's sorry. I've just seen this sentence. The silent yeah. treatment, as my mother practiced, it was terrifying. It could go on for days, which is pretty much an eternity when you're a six or seven year old. Oh, that's awful. Mm. She looked right through you like you weren't there, and it felt as if I had disappeared from the world. <clears throat> I did what I could not to anger her and to stay out of her line of sight. I said little and did less because I was afraid. My panic attacks when a teacher called on me started in high school and it was a therapist who connected my fear of speaking up or asserting myself to my mother's treatment when I got to college. Wow, wow. See, so it does have such a bad effect. 
a really, really bad effect on the young person. She had panic attacks. Your mother is meant to be nurturing, the one that nurtures and the one that that wraps you up in cotton wool and says everything's going to be okay kind of person. That's Is that in an ideal world? In, in an ideal world. I mean, you can't do that all the time. I mean, no, one mm. can be, no one can be wrapped up in cotton wool, but it's, it is shocking that, like, how are you giving your child the silent treatment? I mean, I've had moments when I've just been like, please, I need my space, and I'll lock myself in the bathroom for an hour. Mm. But how are you giving your six-year-old silent treatment for days? I've got a six-year-old. She felt they like she talk was invisible. They do talk a lot, and they need your attention. How can you get? How can you ignore that for days? Seven. She was seven-ish. So it's a bit like walking on eggshells and trying to do nothing in your power to, that will upset your mother in one way shape not one way shape or form that must be very very like yeah it would make me panic and especially as a female like you're you're as a, like Jayla says it a lot she's like mommy I just want to make you happy I'm like oh okay like you have those moments where that they're actually saying yeah. what they're trying to do so but if you're just ignoring that but you've got to be careful with that as well got to be careful with that in the sense of being a people pleaser yeah that Mm. that, and i just want to make you happy got to let them know that the happy life does lie within them but it's Mm. nice to make other people happy Mm. as well it's nice to make people happy Mm. but just recognizing that you know that you you don't do things just to make people happy no but i'm saying like as a a mother yeah knowing that your daughter Mm. looks up to you That must mean you're doing something right now if they want to look up to you or... I just, I just can't... I can't fathom ignoring my child for days. Mm. Well, this one does. She did. And these that's, again, another trait. So um, I think Sonia's highlighting. She says, I think that some mothers are too self-centred. They feel entitled. And when they don't get it their way <clears throat> and foul their manipulation game, they can become very malicious and evil. Mm. Some use the kids as excuse for their behaviour, mm. but if it was for the kids, they would take themselves back. Mm. Yeah. And then John says, cycles can be broken, just need the right help and guidance, should never think it's hopeless. And Not for true. the child, but can these mothers be helped? Sorry, yeah. but I just, you know, when you just hear some stories and you're, you understand why the outcome was the outcome because the mother was just awful. Mm. Um, like, remember Antoine Fisher, the, yeah. the the foster mother. Yeah, and it's just, what do you say? But it was the mother and the daughter. They were both both abusive, weren't they? And even to the point of sexual abuse, 